0: This is the Creative Agency Podcast, where we explore the strategies,
1: aspirations, methods, and mistakes
0: behind
2: growing and maintaining a successful creative agency. Hi again. Welcome to the Creative Agency Podcast. As you probably know, photography is very crucial in many creative projects. It's definitely one of the most important aspects of the websites that we build at Murmur Creative. Um, Bad photography or generic stock photos can really ruin a web experience, while great photography can really make a website come to life. While we often do our own photography at Murmur Creative, we also partner with an amazing photography duo, Chris Onstott and Leah Nash. Their company is called Nashco. These guys are total pros, and the work is amazing. They've worked with Apple, Google, The New York Times, and many other amazing brands. Be sure to check out their work at nashcophoto.com. Chris and Leah offer some really great tips about how to incorporate photographers and photography into your creative business, as well as many insights on what it's like to run a photography-focused agency. Be sure to stay tuned for their takeaways at the end of the show. Finally, if you like the show, please, please, please write a positive review on iTunes. This will help others find and enjoy the show. And be sure to visit the Creative Agency Podcast online at creativeagencypodcast.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the interview. all right so i'm sitting here at murmur creative headquarters in portland oregon and joining me is leah nash and chris Onsot, Onstott. on stott sorry of nashco
1: hello hey
0: what's
2: up welcome you guys Thanks. thanks for having us this is off the record by the way right everything is off the record <laughs> okay great <laughs> you guys have a creative photography business that's called nashco you do photography you also do a little bit of video how do, how do you describe your agency to other people?
1: Um, I always say if you need images of real people looking cool, then then, then you need us. Uh, another phrase we use is crafted reality. Uh, Christopher and I are both, um, our background is photojournalism or documentary photography. And so I think we bring a lot of that sort of authentic feel to our imagery, but it's a little bit more produced. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you on your best day. It's you in your best outfit. We take all the water bottles away. Um, yeah, so it still feels, like I said, like reality, but we produce it a little bit lightly.
2: So it's m- mostly people photography? For the most part.
1: Uh, people, some food.
0: Some food, but, yeah. but the food usually involves people, people. a little bit. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But, but real people... Um, not nothing against models. Not that models are real people, but you know, real, actual, like non model people.
1: Uh and I, I also think that our strength of ours is intimacy in imagery and then also a pretty strong narrative. And again, that kinda comes back to the fact that we both have that sort of documentary uh PJ background. Nice. So cool.
2: Um how long has Nashco
0: been in operation? Oh man, it feels like forever. <laughs> Nice. No, uh we've been we've been a business for 3 years now, about 3 years. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We're just just amping it up. Exciting. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hitting our stride. Hitting our stride. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you you guys actually have, I was looking at your website, have some pretty big um clients, Airbnb, American Express, Apple, Google, NPR, Rolling Stone magazine, New York Times. How do you get all those great clients?
0: Yeah, we were just talking about this actually trying to trying to sort of hone in on how to what our what our model is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it a lot of it comes back to our editorial work, and a lot of that work sort of stems from work we did in the editorial world and then and then the more corporate work came out of that,
1: yeah. um so I've been a freelancer uh, for ten years and I had my own business uh, before nashco and and did a lot of editorial work. Um, I've been working for The New York Times for about ten years, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. And then, so that really helps with visibility um, and sort of cachet, I guess you could say. And from that, we've sort of gotten other clients. You know, when we moved to Nashco, Nashco, um, again, was a is more produced. So it's the same kind of work. Chris Chris and I have a pretty similar aesthetic. Um, but, you know, when we work together, the work ends up being more produced. And so that helped us get some of the higher clients like Apple, like um Google that that kind of thing that clients that want a, a little bit higher more production th- more value, production value. Mm-hmm. which
0: is Can be a little more difficult if you're just working by yourself So when we team up we increase the production value and then with that comes, you know Bigger projects or more projects with a little more visibility mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> What what was the impetus for you guys to start Nashco? <sighs> How did it come to be true love? True love. <laughs> true love. I met a girl <laughs> um yeah so 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 leah was had her business and i was working at the portland tribune as a, a photographer picture editor kind of running the photo department there and then and i and i was freelancing a fair bit too and i was getting to and then i started working with leah on some of her projects it get, sort of got to a point where leah was getting really busy and i couldn't sustain working at the newspaper and doing all the freelance work i was doing and I was kind of the newspaper business was getting to a point where it wasn't evolving like I would let, like to see it evolve. And I just decided I was going to leave leave the newspaper, quit my job, and we were going to start the business together because the work we were doing together was was more interesting and was a lot more elevated than the work I was doing. Before. And paid better. And it it paid a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like a good decision. <laughs> it has been. But it was a, it was a big risk though leaving a you know full time steady job to just roll the dice and yeah, you know, maybe this is going to work. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I know. I
2: mean, I did the same thing coming to work at murmur because I, uh, I've only been here for a year and Andrew wasn't sure if, if there was room for me to do marketing at murmur and if there was, you know, going to be a paycheck, if I made the, made the jump and, uh, I made the jump. It seems to be okay so far yeah, right. <laughs> now I'm starting a podcast. So. There you go.
0: <laughs> well, nobody ever, nobody ever was successful by, you know, not taking any chances. Yeah, so totally. Nobody, Tell me a little bit more about how you get clients. Have you
2: guys done marketing or is it is it a lot of word of mouth as people see your work and then they get referrals?
0: I think it's a, it's sort of a mixed bag. I mean, it's important to have a lot of different avenues where people can find you, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, don't put all your effort in one direction. So Leah is what I refer to as very ubiquitous in Portland in terms of photography. You know, she's got a lot of really good name recognition. Yeah, she's smiling. She knows it's true. (laughs) But also networking, just doing a lot of networking, meeting people, um, shaking a lot of hands, and then also having, you know, trying to develop a really good reputation.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I had a pretty established client base coming in from my time freelancing. And then Christopher, just being a newspaper photographer, I mean, he already knew so many people in the community. So I think that really helped. And we, I do think, really, try, I mean, I guess it's networking or schmoozing, schmoozing. you know, a lot of happy hours. Or, or just yeah. hanging okay. out, really, you know, I think it's, for, for us, it's, um, it's just sort of being social. And, and we both like to be involved in the community, the Portland community and the photo community. So I think that helps a lot. So I, you know, I, I have to say, we haven't had a hard time finding clients at all. So
2: that's great. Yeah, it's been its great. Is great. so so you guys do um when you're talking about events is it conferences or is it like meetups or like parties
1: um so christopher and i are both involved in asmp the american society of media photographers i'm the president of the Oregon chapter christopher um does all the communications and tech um and so we run events uh there's an event event every month usually. So, so that, but then also, yeah, I guess happy hours or I wouldn't say meetups, openings or.
0: Portland is a relatively small town. I mean, Mm -hmm. you start to sort of, you know, I know a lot of people in Portland. Leah knows a lot of people in Portland just from a lot of the editorial stories we've done or, you know, people we know or networking. So you go out into the city and you go to, you know, you go to an art opening or you go to a, you know somebody's got a show or somebody's doing this and or maybe you're just walking down hawthorne and you see people you meet see people you know and you know it's a lot of it's just saying hi reminding people that you're there and having your name sort of out there mm-hmm. and the more that the more your name's out there the more people sort of thinking about you and remembering you and then you know then they pick up the phone and call you when they need photo do you guys find yourselves worrying about new
2: business ever or does it, it just always there
1: um, I think for us right now, the more important thing is what kind of business do we want going forward? And that's Christopher wants to use the word pivot. I don't know he wants us to pivot more,
0: more, more like focus.
1: yeah, I, I think for us we're we're sort of at a level where um, we're so busy there's only so many days in the week and we would like to be, I think um, working a little bit less and on more of the kinds of work we'd we really would be like to be like to be doing so. Uh,
0: it's doing more focused projects, doing doing work that where you can spend a, a bit more time, like really crafting a vision. Um, I mean, as it is right now, we shoot three, four days a week or more. Or more. We just finished wow.
1: like twelve days in a row, and that's um. why we look so tired. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Which is great, and it's you know there's a lot of momentum there, and we you know we're always we're making pictures and we're sort of honing our craft and and whatnot. But it, but it doesn't leave a lot of time for. That sort of introspective creative process. You're sort of you become sort of a machine. So we want to kind of relax that a little bit and, and focus our work a little more,
1: and then and have more time for personal projects. I think that's um, that's pretty important to both of us. I think again because we have that social documentary background. I would really love to be doing more of that, and then also having time for editorial work, which again it doesn't it doesn't pay so well, but it's uh, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. It's
0: mm-hmm. usually really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet really interesting people. You get to have great conversations. You get access to things you normally don't get access to. I mean, that's why I got into newspapers to begin with—to
1: meet new, yeah, interesting people, new people, hear people's stories. So,
0: do you and, find—and a lot of that editorial work feeds the other work that we. Do. You know, that's one of the reasons why I know so many people in Portland is because I've done so many editorial stories. Do you find find that
2: um, you take on bigger projects, bigger budget projects to sort of supplement the smaller, more creative
1: things that you want to do? Yes. For sure. For sure. I mean, we definitely have had this conversation about some editorial clients. Um,
0: that we that we have to start saying no to, because...
1: Because they haven't changed their budgets in 10, 10 years. years, New York Times, I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, and I love working for them. I mean, their project, the stories are so interesting. It's you know, It's near and dear to my heart, but... You know, if it's a difference of, let's say, I'm going to make ten times that amount in a day, or take this assignment, you know, and maybe one's not as, maybe this corporate work is not as as sexy. You know, what what do you do? What kind of decision you make? So that's kind of where we're struggling with, um, which is, a, again, not not a terrible problem to be right, having, right? Right, of course. But it but it, it is an issue. So I think for us, where we're at is we'd like to be start taking these these bigger jobs, and then you know maybe go take a month and do a personal project you know travel mm. around do a, do something that we're focused on um, a, a bigger project that will become more of a labor of love.
0: Um, how many people is NashCO? <laughs> it's Nash and it's Co <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then there's we have a uh, we're in the process of hiring a part-time assistant sort of office assistant someone to do some archiving and, and um, some, some of the back end and computer work. So you guys have pretty much been handling it yourselves the whole time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Christopher's tech support and gear. I'm marketing and uh, billing. And billing. (laughs) Accounting.
0: Yeah, Lee handles a lot of the contracts, um, that sort of stuff which is mm-hmm. great. So we, we have sort of, and not because we actually sat down and just defined it, just because of what I'm good at and what, what Leah's good at, we just ended up, the roles sort of defined themselves. Mm-hmm. And we just sort of fell into doing a lot of that stuff, um, which which is really nice, because I think she complements me in a lot of ways on the business side, and I compliment her on the technical side in a lot of ways. But we, we do hire a lot of freelancers and contractors, depending on, you know, how big or how small they are. So we have a list of people that we use you know, from time to time. And does that just make more sense financially to have the
2: sort of contractors come in on a per job basis than it does to hire someone and have them around all the
0: time? Yeah, because it's scalable. You yeah. know, I don't always need a food stylist, but I might need one once a month. Right. Or a sound person for, for doing a video project or, you know, I don't always need an extra set of hands for setting up lights on a, you know, big commercial job. But if I do, I, I've got a couple of guys I call. So we talked about this a little bit, but what what are
2: your sort of growth goals? I mean, do you want to expand? Do you want to have a bigger team? Do you want to? Is it mainly the projects that you want to change?
1: Um, I think we
0: want to conquer the world. (laughs) (laughs) Take over. World domination. World domination. Uh, Or just Portland domination. uh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, a world. I world. Turn okay. and say world. You already hear photos. First. Um, you know, I think the tricky thing with photo is it's, we were talking about this earlier, it's not super scalable. I mean, people want to hire us. So if someone else showed up, I don't think they would be super happy um you know we can't i you know i i doubled myself with christopher but it's
0: not like a cupcake business where you can just franchise and and or a coffee you know it's not like Stumptown. you can just pop them up all over town and then go worldwide you know photography i think is very unique in that way that it's one business that's not super scalable if you want to stay true to what it is that you do.
1: But uh, yes, like you said, I do think that for us, it's it's sort of um, getting more focused about the kind of work we want to be doing, really going after the jobs and the clients that we want, focusing it down, you know, maybe unfortunately turning down some clients that, you know, we've sort of out, outgrown bigger projects, um, bigger budgets, you know, sort of expanding learning, uh, I think. And then also, again, making time for more of our our personal stuff. So.
0: No, work, I think, the, I think I would like to grow into more work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I would like to grow into a place where I'm not working as much. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. More days off would be great. Mm-hmm. What are the, the biggest challenges that your business faces right now? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. The blog. <laughs> <laughs> My blog is so out of date.
1: I think that we do a lot of things well. And so because of that, we've become sort of a jack-of-all-trades, and, um, and that's great.
0: But it can be a bit of a curse in, in the photo world. You, know, you, you don't want to be all things to all people, really. People come to you because you do one thing really well. And I think one thing we do really well is we make real people look really cool. So it's just a matter of sort of taking that and, and figuring out the best way to sort of market it and describe it, you know, and find out what that vision, what that looks like. In describing that to our clients
2: yeah on your website you have you have these categories which was i found interesting so you have portraiture travel and food office culture corporate people industry, agriculture, technology, higher ed, and K through 12. So are those, did those sort of grow out of the sort of projects that you were getting? Or did you sort of decide that these are categories that you like to work in?
0: I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, these are all life. It's all basically lifestyle.
1: Or portraits, portrait Mm -hmm. moments. portraiture,
0: Portrait moments. But essentially, these are all, it's all lifestyle photography in, in these different sort of niches.
1: Um, But again, real lifestyle, which is sort of the distinction, I think. So um, I shot for Reed for many years, and then sort of using um, that work, ended up shooting for Catelyn Gable, actually, because of an editorial assignment. And then from there, we actually did a a small marketing push for more educational clients, and then sort of taken on a couple other colleges because of that, Lewis & Clark, PSU, uh, Warner Pacific. Again, it's real real people, and that's kind of the distinction with with all of these categories, it's like, you know, corporations—they don't want models; they want their own employees. employees. You know, colleges—they can't hire models. They, have, you know, they have, you
0: they, well, they have students. They have a whole campus full of students. Yeah. And you, you don't need to hire models. You've got yeah. lots of lots of great kids. You know, mm-hmm. to photograph.
1: Yeah, and the same thing with travel. It's like go out and shoot this winery. Okay, who's here? It's you know, you're not bringing people with you. So that's kind of what all of these have have in common
0: i think we like doing all. i mean i really like doing the education photography i like being around you know college students i like being you know at catlin gable where everyone's like in a great mood and everyone's like you know learning and and having fun i mean those in the industry and agriculture you know i mean get out there and hang out with farmers and people that are you know working with their hands i mean that's that's pretty exciting how important is is
2: is process um for you guys i know that at murmur creative we are constantly refining our process. Like we're constantly finding places and holes and things that we need to shore up. Do you feel like you just have that nailed? Or is that sort of an evolving?
0: Um, it I evolves. Think, yeah. I mean, I think our process together when we're shooting evolves, depending on what it is. I mean, there are certain things Leah's better at f- shooting and I'm better at lighting and, and and vice versa. Or sometimes like, you know, I'll shoot and Leah's really good at Interacting with our subjects so that they get relaxed, you know, what I mean, but it's become a bit of a dance, and mm-hmm. it obviously will continue to evolve. But I think we've gotten to a pretty good place where I, you know, we can sort of read each other when we're when we're working, and there's a lot of nonverbal communication that goes on.
1: Um, and then we also always. Try and do a debriefing afterwards. We give ourselves a grade, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. interesting! Yeah, give ourselves
0: it's a little uh, little homework assignment. You know, how did we do? What could we do better? What, could what we have done better? Um, what worked? What didn't work? You know,
1: um I will say, I think I think that we don't. One thing that we could be working on is that because we are so busy, we sometimes don't have as We can't give as much thought to the process in the beginning like you know when we're when it's in the moment we are there 100 and i i think we are firing on all cylinders i mean we're (laughs) i will say we definitely have worked at a lot of assistance because they can't keep up with us Uh, you know a lot of people that work with us it's not a good fit because because again we are working so fast and furious um i and then again on the back end i think we do a lot of reflection I would just like to put a little bit more energy into, into sort of the pre-production. Up to pre-production. Into the
0: pre-production. I mean, not to say we don't do pre-production because we do a fair bit of pre-production, but what, it, what is pre-production exactly for photography? Um, it may, it might be, you know, location scouting. It might be coming up with keywords that describe the look and the feel of the photo. It's, you know, meeting with the client and, and just discussing, sometimes it's just discussing the shape, you know, are you, are you shooting for a, a long skinny banner photo mm-hmm. for your website okay well that you know that's a very specific picture or I mean, what, else, what other kind of pre-production do we do
1: um knowing who you're going to be dealing with like um who the, who, subjects, who the are. subjects are going to be and a lot of times when you're dealing with real people especially for like well actually for all of these shoots it's whoever they can get you know if it's, it's a col- there. yeah if it's a college shoot it's like okay what students great signed agreed, up, signed up to, you know, to shoot in this window. and So you have to prep
0: them a little bit. You know, you let them know, hey, let's not wear big, loud T-shirts with giant logos. unless Maybe it's your school's logo, but I don't want, you know, big, I don't want a shirt with a giant Mountain Dew logo on the front of it. That's not going to make for a great right. photo. Yeah. You know, and so, so just, you know, prepping them a little bit, letting them know what the expectations are, understanding, you know, maybe thinking about what time of day you want to shoot in different locations. The keywords for us are, are really important.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I think it is just the nature of our work, because when you're working with real people, you can't control everything, you know, it's. And that's when the magic
2: happens. <laughs> so you draw like sort of like adjectives or like inspiration words that sort of
0: um, inspire like what you decide to shoot at. Right. Well, we're actually doing it with Murmur later today for this video project. <laughs> and I, I wrote down a list of maybe 10 keywords and we'll narrow it down to probably four or five. And it's these are the words that describe your company. You know, are you fun, energetic, playful, and um, authentic? Or are you serious? Modern. Modern, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, we try to do it really for all the clients we meet, you know, because it's really important to know, you know, it's like, okay, so for a college, how would you describe your college, you know? And, and each school is very, very different and so, and so then and have different things that are important to them. So we really try to keep that in mind while we're shooting. And then especially for video... Um, it, it's really important because it's like if you have, you know, three or four keywords, it's like everything that you're shooting in video, everything, all your interviews have to kind of lead back to these mm-hmm. keywords.
0: And the mood and the feel that, you know, your subject care. you know, does everybody look really serious or is everybody laughing? You know, mm-hmm. those are two very different types of pictures. Yeah, of course.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: Are you emphasizing like this like intimate campus um, or is it more important that Portland, you know, like the, your campus is part of the Portland. The, the urban s- experience. The urban experience. You know, those are very, you know, that sort of changes everything you know and then what you're going to be shooting that changes that as well
2: you guys mentioned working with us um do you work with many other agencies
0: we love you guys by the way <laughs> <You're> the best <laughs> the best agency in town mm-hmm. yeah we worked with uh i mean pr agencies are great you know we work with uh harvest, harvest pr mm-hmm. quite a mm-hmm. bit done a bunch of projects with them
1: more and more we are working with agencies i would say for uh, a lot of small businesses um yeah
0: and it's great because then you've got there's sort of another there's another person in the room to sort of help guide the process for the client because a lot of times the client they don't necessarily know what they want you know what i mean i mean you've experienced that i mean they know they want something different or they want something new but they don't know exactly how to word it you know so going through that discovery process and figuring out you know how to get there It's always nice to have someone else involved in that. Definitely.
2: I know that a lot of times clients will tell us like, no, we'll handle the photography and for their website. And it's always, you know, it takes so much back end work to work with like crappy photos
1: Mm -hmm. that a client has given us. Well, in photos, you know, especially if you're doing a a website these days, websites are, I feel like photo is bigger and bigger and a huge, so much a larger part of websites now Mm -hmm. that if you have bad photography or, it, I mean, that's sort of the whole website. So you can make it look, the website can have a great logo and, and be, you know, really easy to move around. But if the pictures are terrible, it it just, it doesn't look good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is something that we're always trying to communicate to our clients. And, um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> but yeah, our, our favorite websites are the ones where we can get professional photography done and, you know, and take the photos with the website in mind, because we might want to have some copy over here and we might want to position the subject of the photos so that we can fit the copy on the page and stuff like
0: that. Well, cause you know, a lot of times it's the first, it's the first interaction a customer might have with a company, you know, and. What do you want that experience to be like? You know, do you want it to feel like like these people really have it together, or are they just sort of sloppy and haphazard? I mean, the photography usually expresses that, right? Totally, totally. So hire us to take your (laughs) photo. I wanted to talk a little bit about
2: um, pricing. How do how do you guys? do pricing like do you have a philosophy do you you know is it sort of client based is it time based do you have a set fee i think it's sort of all of that
1: yeah mm-hmm. yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it really it really depends i mean pricing photography there's a lot of things that go into it so it's obviously there's time mm-hmm. there's also a licensing component and a usage component you know what are, where are these pictures going where are they going to be used for
1: and how long are they going to be and how used long for? are they
0: going to be used for um
1: how many photos do you want
0: you know, are they are is it a rights managed photo or do they want it in perpetuity? or you know they want a full buyout or am I going to be able to hold on to these pictures and use them for promotional material or resell them? or resell them as you know for a lot of the travel and food stuff, it's nice to have that for stock later on.
2: So someone would basically buy, you know, the photos you took, or license them for a number of years. Is that usually how it works? Like most of your clients are licensing photos for X number of years.
0: Yes and no. I mean, it kind of depends I mean, Nowadays, more and more clients aren't wanting to manage the licensing on their end, mm-hmm. and they're wanting perpetuity rights, um, so that
1: we can do that. It ends up it's it costs more, but yeah, usually our standard is about five years, mm-hmm. um, and and I sort of, I mean, the way I look at it is. Photos sort of have a lifespan of five years. After a while, they kind of look a little bit dated. I don't know if you're at college if you want to have photos that are five years old, but I definitely have talked to a number of companies who're like, "Oh yeah, we're using photos that are I won't even tell you how many years old." <laughs> yeah. So a lot of companies do want them in perpetuity, and that's that's an option. And just you know, it's all a, a matter of, of numbers.
0: But I mean, a lot a lot goes into a bit,
1: and and that's why it's hard when people say, you know, what do you guys charge? There's not really. You can't really give an answer right away, and it definitely sort of comes down to what do you need, how long do you need us for? um... What
0: what does entail the project? You know, am I going to need to hire a stylist, and am I going to need to hire, you know, a couple of assistants? And are we going to have to do, you know, we're going to have to drive to Newburgh to scout the location, and then you know,
1: how involved is the lighting? How how involved
0: is the lighting, and what is you know how much retouching is going to be involved? How many photos do you want? You know, there's a lot that goes into. You know, do you want? a headshot, a portrait, you know, and an environmental... It's gonna take us two hours. It's very different than than a full library of photos that you're gonna use, you know, to for your website,
1: your brochures. Website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so we, we try to craft a bid that's very specific to the And also what's your audience? I mean, are you a local business that's only looking at reaching people in Portland or are you a, a global company? Do you do you find yourself quoting prices to
2: sort of let people know that they may not have the budget for what you guys do? I know that sometimes at Murmur we'll get people inquiring and we'll sort of be like, okay, well, our prices start at this amount just so they understand what they're getting into before like we start involving a bid process.
1: Uh, usually, you know, I will say, what have you paid for um, something like this in the past? Do you have an, an idea of a, of a budget?
0: But that's if, that's, that's if you're talking to somebody who has bought photography before, mm-hmm. um, like editorial clients or magazines and whatnot. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I, I think we will give a, sometimes we will give a price range you know, again, a lot of times it's the back and forth. You know, I'll get emails from people and they'll say, hey, we would like this, what does it cost? And then my response is, okay, <laughs> I need to know this, 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 and this before I can give you an idea. And a lot of times I'll say, maybe we should just talk about it on the phone. Because honestly, you can have a five-minute phone conversation and it and it helps narrow things down pretty quickly. So yes, I definitely wish there was a simple answer. And, and yes, sometimes sometimes I'll give... A price range to give them an idea. But yeah, usually it's just you got to dig a little deeper. Do you guys
2: think in terms of an hourly rate when you're trying to figure pricing out at all? Sometimes it's more in terms of a, of a day, day rate. rate. Or a day rate, right? Pho- or a half day rate. In yeah. photography, it's often a half day or a whole day rate. Right.
0: But really, it's, I mean, a half, yes, yeah, sometimes we'll do a half day, but really a half day is, a, I mean, it takes, we can't book two half days in one day.
1: So we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, but yeah, you yeah half day or, or full day, we try not to go lower than a half day because, yeah,
0: I mean, it's... It just doesn't make sense. Wait, so a whole day doesn't happen on one whole day? Sometimes a whole day can happen on two half days. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. And and maybe that's just because that's the best way that the schedule works out because I want to get two sunsets. Or or... this
1: person's working at this time and this this meeting is happening at this time. So we're pretty flexible. I think that is another reason that we have so many clients that come back to us because we try to be very flexible um i mean i i think we're also kind of game you know we're like okay we're up for whatever yeah and we also definitely i think try to go in above and beyond you know if a client is like oh my gosh i you know i need this i know you just shot this yesterday but i need these two photos tomorrow is there any way you can do it i mean okay, we are going to do whatever we can to try and get you those those photos.
2: Would you guys be able to give, if you want to, like a, a range for like a half day or a whole day might be for a client? Sure.
1: Um, okay, so we just did a half day um, for a small business website brochure, but it was like a local company. And that was um, $1,300. Uh, and that was with 20, usage for 20 images. Um, and then the full day ends up being around 2,000 to 2,500, um, you know, repeat clients. Sometimes there's a bit of a break. You know, if we have repeat educational clients, um, it's a, it's a little bit lower. They get um, a
0: discount because you know they might hire us for 10 or 15 days in a year.
1: In a year, yeah. So um, yeah. But you know, more national clients, um, it's going to be upwards of maybe $5,000 for the day. And then again, that's just for our creative fee. That's not necessarily talking about like post processing, any expenses, uh, usage, travel, travel.
2: Delivery Does a half day or, or whole day, that doesn't include um,
0: photo editing and stuff like that? Or I mean, it, it would include like minor retouching. I mean, anything we deliver has been, you know, I've put my hands on it. Right. You know, I'm not just handing over.
1: Just- yeah, so color corrected, um, maybe some pretty light retouching. Again, you know, our look is very sort of natural and authentic. We don't do a lot of heavily like retouch post-process. But, I, but I'll
0: say we don't necessarily have to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I try to make the scene look as good as possible in camera, right off the bat. You know, we, we try to light things so they look, you know, natural and real but are lit well. You know, so mm-hmm. you don't have to go in and spend, you know, an hour or two or three in Photoshop to, you know, to make everything look right. You know, yeah. it should look pretty close to right. in. Camera. Yeah, that's how I my podcast will go. <laughs> <laughs> no right. no everything editing. Everything will just be perfect just and perfect. no
2: editing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, What kind of hardware do you guys rely on i know there's a
0: lot involved in photography is there Um, i would say that how many cameras do we own one two three four we have like we maybe own five cameras two different systems you know variety of like lenses and whatnot i mean that's that's sort of the camera side of it and then the lighting side of it there's you know stands lights light modifiers we've got continuous lighting for video we've got you know strobes couple different types of strobes for, for still photography. Everything is wireless nowadays, which is great. And then we also use some wireless technology so we can shoot and then preview images in real time on an iPad. So clients, when they're there, are watching the images come through as we're shooting and they can sort of approve and make adjustments on the fly.
2: My, my brother, who's the also the owner of Murmur Creative, just
0: got a new camera and he was doing that yesterday on his iPad, like showing the pictures. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, yeah, it makes the process easier because you can adjust quite quickly. You know, it allows you to get more in um, and be more effective, you know, while you're shooting. So say, like, oh, maybe let's change that shirt out or, oh, they should look this way or, you know, the lighting needs to be a little more dramatic or whatever. You know, you can make those, those adjustments.
1: And for portraits as well, people can kind of see what they're looking, you know, what they look like on camera and it's like oh i don't like that expression or Um, i
2: don't like
0: my hair like
2: that yeah how much do you think you spend like a year on gear is it like a big expense of the business i should have
1: looked at my books before i (laughs) we we
0: we we bought a couple things this year we spent a fair bit of money this year but it's sort of i think it fluctuates um we bought some new lighting equipment this year i bought a new
1: christopher likes to shop for gear (laughs) to shop
0: for gear but i do have some shoes and shoes Shoes are important, man. You gotta take care of your feet. You <laughs> be standing on your feet for fourteen hours, taking pictures. You gotta, you know, you want to be able to hustle. You gotta have some Nikes on. Um, I think one thing, though, my my sort of philosophy about lighting and equipment. Typically, it's just the two of us, maybe an assistant. I've got to be able to carry everything by myself. Yeah. From the car, you know, from room to room to room to room We did a shoot the other day in a hotel, and basically, you gotta be able to pick up everything and move. And, yeah. and that's one way that we're able to, to be very mobile, very, very flexible. So that sort of lighting kit that I carry around has evolved over the last 10 years from being a newspaper photographer and moving to this. So, you know, having everything, what would you call it, like a, a very flexible lighting kit.
1: Do you want to give out any any brand name?
0: Okay, so we I, I love the, B, the, the Profoto B1s and B2s. All um, right. And then all wireless uh, and then, you know, a couple of, you know, lightweight Manfrotto stands, boom arms, um, and then, you know, a variety of different softboxes. Nothing too complicated. Anything that will allow, allow us to sort of mimic real-world lighting situations?
2: hmm Cool. That one's got to be really hardcore because
0: we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've broken basically everything we own at least once.
2: <laughs> I actually just dropped my brother's iPad yesterday and cracked the screen. So <laughs> I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is, um, what about software? Do you guys, I know that there's photography, Adobe stuff that you guys probably use.
0: Adobe's cool. Yeah. And photo uh, mechanic, photo mechanic, photo mechanic. What's photo mechanic <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh,
1: yes we use we use lightroom we use Photoshop um, our editing program that we use is photo mechanic it's actually a local company it's, more about,
0: it's a calling software not an editing software some people get those confused right
1: for narrowing down your photos not for changing the color or the exposure because we shoot a lot and so um, it is it is lightning like it will you can drop your photos a thousand two thousand three thousand photos and it will bring them up in a second, and you can be narrow down your pictures very quickly. So we do that, and then we move our selects into Lightroom from there.
0: Yeah, because Lightroom's great, but you don't want to pull in, let's say you shoot a you know, 1,000 photos on an assignment, you don't want to pull a 1,000 photos in a Lightroom. You're going to bog your system down. You're just going to pull in the images you're going to deliver to the client, or maybe a slightly looser edit into the, in the Lightroom. Photo mechanic for tagging, keywording, etc., and then converting everything from camera raw, uh, from Canon RAW to um, DNGs, and how do you store all your photos? I imagine you guys have lots of photos.
1: <laughs> lots of external hard drives. <laughs> well,
0: it's, so it's a variety of things. So it's a I have I have a Drobo that's sort of a, a deep storage backup. It's redundant. I I have dual hard drives. So everything goes onto two hard drives, one on site and then one gets moved off site. And then and then everything we deliver final JPEGs gets put up onto a cloud uh, through PhotoShelter. So there's sort of a an offsite redundant
2: storage. Did you guys have to sort of? Was there a lot of trial and error, kind of figuring out the system that would
0: works works best? Or uh, it's been a bit of an expansion related. I mean, when I was by myself, I only had so many photos, and I was using just a Drobo. And then I had at my office at the newspaper, I had a server, and that was just using that. But then when we came together, just there was so many more photos, we just had to sort of ramp up the storage. Cool, but it's important though. You don't want to. You got to have a system so you can go back and find those pictures. You know, you got to know where everything is because, you know, someone's going to come back to you two years later and go, hey, do you have that photo? Yeah. And then we recently started using a remote desktop. So when we're not home, I can actually just remote desktop into my computer and and locate something if somebody emails me and says, hey, we just need this. Maybe it's sitting on a hard drive somewhere.
1: Though so I know that we can find the, like you and I can find the images. Like someone just recently was like, hey, you have any pictures of bees? And so the <laughs> two of us can be like, OK, what have we shot in the last 10 years of bees? And I can remember the assignments. But if it was someone else, like I don't think anyone else besides us would be able to find B pictures, right? But one Did reason,
0: you? so we're hiring somebody right now to do some archiving for us, and their job is going to be to go through everything I've ever shot, look and for
1: every B photo, and and
0: and catalog and keyword and put them up on PhotoShelter so it's searchable. Oh, nice. Um, so that'll give it'll make the uh, the archive a lot a lot easier.
2: What about billing software? Do you guys use QuickBooks or?
1: Yep, we do use. I I will handle this. It's yeah. <laughs> the accounting department. Uh, yeah, we use QuickBooks, um, PhotoQuote l- sometimes, um, but mostly QuickBooks for,
2: and, yeah. And BlinkBid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use any software for your, your, your bids?
1: So that's kind of, I've kind of gone back and forth. Right now where I'm at, it's not great. I use QuickBooks and then I'll add ARC part of the contract afterwards, which is sort of a pain in my ass. But I don't really like the the look of anything else so far. Um, you know, I, I've used some other ones and I just don't like the way they look. They look clunky and I, they don't give me enough power to sort of be able to change the template and not enough that it, that it looks nice. And so where I'm at is sort of, like I said, it's sort of a cobbled together sort of system
2: yeah we use uh basically just indesign to create bids and contracts and it's kind of a pain in the butt but they always look nice yeah
0: (laughs) but you know the, the downside of using indesign is you've got to open up indesign and go in and you know
2: yeah yeah yeah, I, I think we might eventually switch to some sort of software solution, but and I've, we've looked into some of them, but but then we have to get all of our bid information uploaded right. into some new system. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, um, it was great talking to you guys. Is it? Okay, are we done? <laughs> I have one more question for you. Well, I was going to ask, okay, project management software, do you guys use it? We do not. It's just
0: Leah. <laughs> I call it the Leah, my project management software. Okay. So, yeah, we, yeah, we've used a...
1: We used a whiteboard once. Use a whiteboard. That didn't go so well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, using a Google Docs, you know, just keeping things organized.
2: You know. uh, Google Calendar, do you guys... Google, yeah, oh, oh, Yes.
0: Yeah. We live and die by the Google Calendar. Yes, I do.
1: The calendar and list making. I'm kind of the queen of making lists.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of list makers here at Murmur Creative. <laughs> it's a sign of
1: intelligence. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Yes start making more lists
2: (laughs) so before we end this wonderful podcast i do want to ask you guys if you have takeaways to offer people who work in creative agencies or run creative agencies who are looking to do photography or who are already doing photography what what sort of advice or tips would you
0: offer okay so we made a list that's great (laughs) we did our homework we did our homework um, so the first thing I would say is it's a, it's it's important to have like a stable of photographers, a couple of different photographers that you can reach out to, you know. They have different skill sets. They have different skill sets. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't shoot product, studio product, you know, but we'll do, you know, lifestyle. So just depending on, you know, who you're working with as your client, you're going to want to be able to reach out and, and fulfill those needs. And you're going to want people that you've worked with before so you understand, you know, their process, you know, their b- budgeting, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Um, involve f- your photographers early. I think a lot of times photo is sort of the last thing that gets brought in. And I feel like a lot of times we're playing catch up, which is sort of hard. I I, I would say, you know, as soon as the project gets going, if you need photography, kind of bring them in on sort of the planning and the thought and...
0: And the budgeting.
1: and Yeah, and the budgeting. That
0: makes a lot of sense.
1: And then the last, I think, is sort of is understanding what goes into a photo shoot. Um, you know, what's the timing, what Um, what do you need? You know, we have clients who are like, yeah, we want this great picture of this person and we want him to look this way and be doing this thing. And it's like, okay, how are we getting this person? You know, again, we're using real people. If we're using a farmer, where is this farmer coming from? Does he know that we want him to wear these things? Does he know how long (laughs) it's going to take us, you know, to take this picture at sunset with this beautiful background? You know, I mean, we can't just hope that we're going to find this this farmer, and we also need him to know that it's probably going to take maybe an hour or more of his time. Mm-hmm. So
0: understanding and setting up the expectations in advance is really important because you know, like like Leah said, you you know, a photo is a is a culmination of a lot of moving parts to come together to make a really great photo. Mm-hmm. So you've got to set yourself up for success, and part of that is you know as an agency hiring a photographer you're going to know how all those moving parts come together
1: Mm -hmm. yeah think about wardrobe think about casting think about time of day that you're shooting um and again how long things take i mean you know a lot of people just don't know how long does photo take you know we'll get clients and be like okay here's our shot list i'm like um, we have four hours. I this is not humanly possible. Like I, it's going to take me longer than three minutes per setup. I mean, we can do. We figured about thirty minutes,
0: and that's moving at breakneck. The,
1: again, that is us moving at a very. I mean, again, we are outpacing pretty much everybody else. Our assistants, the talent, you know, the art directors. We are moving faster than them, and we can do about thirty minutes a setup. So yeah, again, knowing what pictures you need, um, having a shot list, again, knowing the keywords, you know, what's sort of the vibe of the pictures, who's gonna be in the pictures. Shape. Yeah, again, if it's for a website, what's the shape, that's really important. You know, that long skinny strip is really in right now, and so we find ourselves shooting a lot for, for that shape. Yeah, just doing your homework. Oh, usage and licensing, again, What are they using the pictures for? How long do they want them for? So, and then again, if you involve us early, we can kind of sort of negotiate all of those things. And guide that process. And guide, you know, and scouting, like that's really important, being able to scout a location first. You know, a lot of times we'll do a run through at the location, kind of see, you know, and talk through everything. And that's when you kind of get your shot list established. But there is a lot of scheduling that goes goes into it. And the more successful shoots are the ones, you know, that have a schedule and, and also have a little bit of flexibility in there, you know, You know, if we're shooting for a college or a corporation, yes, we have all these setup shots, but some of the best shots come when they're like, okay, now you have thirty minutes, the light is beautiful, just go out and and, and shoot, find something. And find mm-hmm. something, you know. And so that's really nice for us too to get a little bit of flexibility in there as well. So oh,
0: and spontaneity. You yeah. gotta you gotta you gotta sort of schedule in spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Be spontaneous, ready? Go. Well and that's honestly that's funny because that's so much of our job is to sort of create, recreate reality in this way that feels very spontaneous and authentic. I mean lucky enough we're we're pretty we're pretty good at that we you know i i think we're pretty good at creating reality crafting reality so um, um but it is kind of a blend of like uh, doing a lot of research getting a good enough schedule knowing the space and then sort and from there you can kind of let the magic happen let the spontaneity happen
0: yeah if so to sort of wrap up so if you're a creative agency and you feel like the project you're working on is going to require photography bring in a photographer early who's an expert i mean we're sort of you're hiring a photographer not just to make pictures but also to be an expert in all these things in mm-hmm. the whole process of making pictures so bring them in early have that conversation you know that way when you go back to your client you say hey this is kind of what we're thinking this is what's going to go into it this is what's going to take we're going to need this 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 is going to cost x number of dollars you come into it you know when the project's 80 percent done say oh we need to fill in these holes with some photos and then they're like oh wait, we didn't budget for this at all yeah and then you you really find yourself stuck. Yeah,
2: that makes a lot of sense.
0: Great. Well, thanks, you
2: guys. It of was course. so cool to learn about <laughs> Rashko right. and Woo.
0: your process and everything.
2: Yeah,
1: it was fun. Uh,
2: I uh, I hope you guys don't keep on working 12 days a week in a row and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll find take, that sweet spot. <laughs> we're gonna take December off. It. Okay. Yeah. excellent, yeah.
0: Excellent. And thanks for having us in your little pod here. This is cool. Of course. Nice.